Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Welcome, Welcome. to the show. Hey, everybody. Paradox here. This is amazing. A new year, a new you. It's really the same Alabama me. lost. It is, that is pretty nice. I mean, 17 is shaping up to be a good year. <laughs> and we have Cowboys this weekend. Yes. In fact, this is divisional week, so the Cowboys are playing the I know. Y'all are going to hear this, and you're going to know how the Cowboys did. Well, this is going to be aired after the Super Bowl. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, well, so many of you out there are going, oh, their hearts are going to be broken. <laughs> they don't know it yet, but their life is going to have no meaning. So it seemed like uh, in the fall when we were doing episodes, we were just, we were cranking them out. Jimmy and I, um, we were t discussing topics. We liked them. They were easily flowing from our brains. And yet we've probably sat two hours today trying to think of this one topic to discuss. <laughs> to kick off the new year. <laughs> we've been disagreeing a lot. Been disagreeing a lot. I've been getting red in the face at Jimbo. I just keep thinking he should have learned over the years. <laughs> Where did I go wrong? Uh, but today is going to be a, a, a real interesting um, topic that we hope you, hope you enjoy. Jimbo? Um, okay, I'm going to say something. Don't say it. And I want you to remain calm. Um, if you are driving, say, on a highway, uh, you may want to pull over because I don't want what I'm about to say to shock you in any way and that you might endanger the lives of yourself or possibly other family members. I'm already offended. <sighs> Mom and dad, school is not that important. You see, that's heresy nowadays. Oh, when I when I actually say that and I'm speaking in a group like you, people do get uncomfortable. With well, that. I'm I'm picturing a young mother about 35 and her face is sort of turning reddish, <laughs> reddish purple right it's, now. It's amazing how much of a um, how much of a connection uh, we make with education um, and all the meaningful things in life, whether it's success or value or worth or jobs. Um, not that they don't necessarily relate, but we almost see them as a one-to-one -one correlation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so school is not that important. School is not that. I wanted to say school is unimportant. Josh said, mm, let's, let's back that off a little bit. <laughs> because, again, absolutely, of course school is important. It's just not at important. Not as important as we make it. In 20 years of youth ministry and in all these many years of doing what we're doing now, when I see a kid struggling, the vast majority, they're not struggling with sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's, that's not uh, backward masking on their eight tracks. Lord, you always mention that. And everyone my age. I know. And I probably to older it. and younger. 
but it's not Satanism. It's not, it's none of those things. What I found that, especially as a youth minister, if I saw something in a kid's life that's pulling them away from their spiritual growth, pulling them away from worship, pulling them away from Bible study, uh, it was school and everything that goes along with school was doing that more than and than any of those other things. And now when I when we're seeing kids who may be struggling with anxiety, depression or whatever in the office, school is like the single largest stressor in a kid's life, in the parents' lives. Now then, we always tell people it's kind of like anger is a secondary emotion. School and grades, those tend to be the canary in the coal mine. They do tend to point, it's not an early warning system that something is wrong with most of our kids, the vast majority of our kids. Um, but the problem with education tends to be us, yeah, mom and, I, and dad. I was amazed. Um, I've only been clinically practicing for 10 years now, but how often, you know, you said you've seen it now for 35 years, but how often that's the issue that brings people in. Mm -hmm. And I have kid after kid after kid uh, that's coming in with suicidal thoughts because of school. And it's 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 been amazing to and I did a quick Google search right before this, just kids, grades, suicide um, and the amount of articles that pop up of kids that have killed themselves due to stress over grades is mind numbing. Um, and if we if we break it down and we see now, then obviously we're not talking to everybody, but there are a lot of parents that are like freakishly intense about school Um you got to wonder, what is it that we're communicating to our child? Should we do everything as though we're doing it for Christ? Absolutely. Should excellence just be a part of who we are and what? Absolutely. But I know, Josh, you know, all of you guys listening know, there are some parents that go beyond that in, in their push for academics. And you think to yourself, a kid doesn't have to be that old or that smart to be able to figure out why is mom and dad pushing this so hard? Well, we know why, because if we get good grades, then we get into good schools. And if we get into good schools, we get a good degree. And if we get a good degree, then we get a good job. And if we get a good job, then we get a good amount of money. And if we get a good amount of money, we get a good house. And we get a good car and equals success. Yes. Yeah. That we are not so subtly communicating to our children that success and money is the ultimate pursuit in life. Everything else pales in comparison. Uh, to our kids succeeding and succeeding academically. And the interesting thing about it is, as adults, we understand that if they don't make the grades and they go to a trade school and they become a welder and they own their own welding company, they're going to do just fine. They might have to work a lot more hours to get the same base pay as someone with a college education. Oh, let me step in real quick. What? But there, the, oh, okay. go ahead. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't no, have interrupted you. Of I shouldn't have interrupted you. I don't want to use sarcasm. Ladies first. Okay. So I had a kid, not a great student, went to Texas Tech, because really all non-good students go to Texas Tech, right? Ouch. That's just, get your guns up. 
Um, and he didn't do well there. He's just sort of partied and didn't take care of business. And so he come, does the walk of shame, comes home at the end of the semester having failed. And so his dad, his dad, well, Mr. Party all the time, party all the time. Well, you know what you're going to do now, Mr. Party all the time? You're going to get up at 7 a.m. every morning and you're going to go get a job and you're going to work your off from seven in the morning to seven at night and then maybe then you'll think that getting up and going to school is an important thing to do so he comes he comes home dad makes him go get a job and he starts installing uh sound systems in boats um and in houses and well this 18 year old has an affinity for this and he like becomes like their number one, like within a year becomes their number one installer of these sound systems, all this stuff. And well, the, 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 the owner uh, who wants to open up another store in another town, wants this kid at age 19 to go run that store with not only a salary, but then a percentage of sales. At 19, he was making like six figures. More than his father was making. Mr. Party all the time. <laughs> so, Dad, the old object lesson sort of went out the door. But there's a college isn't for everybody. No, and it's only really become the past 50 years or so, 40 years or so, that college has been this important. But as adults, we understand that if they aren't the A student and they don't go to Harvard, that they still can be successful however they define Wildly that. Wildly successful. But our kids don't understand that. They've never been in adulthood before. So when they hear grades equals college equals job equals success, they truly believe, and I think this is where the suicide comes in, they truly believe that if they don't have, in some schools around Austin, if you don't have like a 5-5, you're a failure. And it's like you're 16 and you believe you're a failure You've because you're not pulling a 5-5. Exactly. It's ridiculous. We are absolutely deriving, in a lot of instances, our worth and value from education. And it's really controlling our families. Um, and so it's becoming a big, big problem. Um, speaking of the problem, here's the thing. We know that Satan comes clothed as an angel of light. Um, we also know that Satan is a pervert. Probably the greatest way of looking at Satan is not with horns or a bifurcated tail, but as an old man in a trench coat out behind an adult bookstore because he's a pervert. That's very weird. It is sort of. He takes good things, good things, and he perverts them into negative things. Do you know how fantastic education is? How important it is? Uh, how vital education is? I'm telling you, when we see hatred and bigotry, it, it's ignorance. Yep. It's a lack of education. Education is hugely important. And for how good is Satan at what he does? He can take something that good and that and pervert it into something really, really, really bad. So, first of all, we have to understand that education is good. But just because it's good, Satan, you know, God invented sex. Sex was God's idea. It's great. It's wonderful. And look what Satan has done with that. That's what he does. Uh, so when we say, no, education is good and it's important. Yes, it is. We're not even debating whether it's good and important. Of course it is. But is it what it has become? We would say no. Um, and this is another thing. And this goes along with sort of um, you get the exact same thing in athletics. You tell kids um, in my 
book that is the number one new release in some very obscure pastoral section on Amazon. <laughs> Fearless Parenting, pre-order it today. I was talking to for my... For a sales price. <laughs> I was talking to my wife the other day about the podcast, and uh, she was saying that Jimmy always quotes and references two people, James Dobson and his self. And himself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And I have over a dozen autographs from myself, <laughs> which I have hung in my office. Um, but, but no, seriously, Fearless Parenting, George Barnett, Jimmy Myers. Coming out July 4th. Out in July. Celebrate the birth of America by, by buying early. this book. Um, but we talk about the push. And for the most part, we're talking about athletics and how it's just become this thing. Uh, but the same goes for school. Uh, you know, we talk about what a small, 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 it's like one in 2,500 high school athletes, graduating high school athletes will ever go pro, one in 2,500. To get into Harvard, it's like 0.06% of graduating seniors will ever go to Harvard. So you want to tell parents, your child is never going to be a pro athlete. Just take a deep breath and accept that. And your child's not going to Harvard or Princeton or Brown or Colgate. Well, in Texas, most aren't going to A&M or UT. Exactly. And that's okay. That's okay. But parents, and this is where it's also very much in line with athletics. Parents live vicariously through their children. And when you're in that third grade awards assembly... And little Johnny, who's the, the son of Jeb and Joanna, and he's on the A honor roll, and he gets to stand up and go get a paper mache crown on his head, and your child doesn't get it. It's like, oh, my gosh, people are noticing. My kid wasn't on A honor roll. They must think my child's stupid because I'm stupid. My prodigy is stupid because of me. And even though we want to say we don't do that. Is that why mom went up and fought for me? Yes. <laughs> Because, dang it, you weren't stupid. Oh, well. Um, you weren't bright, <laughs> but you were not stupid. I was not bright. I'm not saying you were the brightest bulb in the box, but you were not stupid. And mind you, this whole conversation is coming from me, Josh, who failed his first class in second grade. He failed second grade reading, and Jimbo made a what? 750. 750 on his SAT. It's a long e story. Exhibit A. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> to what we're talking about. So parents want to live vicarious. And so we got to go, wow, let's check our motives here. Do I want my kids to go to Harvard because I want them to change the world or because I want people to know my child went to Harvard? Um, again, education, their, their high school, their junior high, their grades, their studying, their effort, all of that is very important. But it shouldn't blot out the sun. It shouldn't be the one aspect of their life that all other aspects of their life, to include their walk with Christ, pales in comparison uh, to that one aspect. We are just blowing it so out of proportion. And for parents, we got to check our motives. Yeah, so here's a few ideas that I wrote down in, in thinking through this episode as far as solutions. 
we can't make every conversation we have with our children about grades. Yes. And obviously, you know, we're not talking about the the parent with a, a third grader. Well, maybe we are. Um, but hopefully you're not having only grade conversations with your third grader. Um, but certainly as it ages, as your child ages and they get into middle school and high school, it's have you done your homework? Um, you know, when's your next project? You know, I got this alert on my phone. Why is this uh, this homework not turned in? And it, it, you look up and every interaction you have with your child is about grades. And it's negative. And what does that communicate? I have kids sitting in my office saying my parents are only happy with me. Therefore, they really only love me if my grades are good. If I perform. And I'm like, what? That's insane. And so the importance of not making every conversation about school is paramount. You also need to show that you're just proud of him or her just as a person. Period. Regardless of what they perform. I've said this before. You're going to hear me say this a thousand times. But I want my children to walk out of my house with the idea of positional worth. Whether they're president of the United States or a convicted felon. I have no idea what positional worth means. (laughs) I'm explaining it if you'd stop talking. Whether they're president of the United States or a convicted felon, that my love for them, their worth and value in my eyes does not change. Now, obviously, I'll be disappointed with their decision to become a convicted felon, but I'm going to visit them in prison because it has nothing to do with my love, affection, and my pride for them as my son and or daughter. And so making sure that they know that you're proud of, of, of them just for them being them. Positionally placed as your child is huge. Um, I would also say that, and this kind of goes along with that second one, but make sure that they know that they're more than their grades. Um, again, we have so many kids walking around and it's grades, 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 grades. Um, and so we feel like we are only a product of that, um, that aspect of our lives, and they're not. There's so much more. Life is about balance, and school is just one piece of that. Um, and so making sure they understand in word and, in, and or deed that they're more than their grades to you. Uh, my mother-in-law has a funny saying that they have um, in their or had when their kids were growing up in their family, that life's too short for perfect attendance. Um, and so I would say that ultimately it's okay if your child doesn't have perfect attendance and or every assignment is turned in. Like the world's going to keep turning. God's still on his throne. Your child's going to be okay and your family's going to be okay um, if your kid does not make every class uh, in school and or um, turn in every assignment. Preach it, brother. Um, you also want to make sure that we praise effort. Not grades, effort. And we only discipline effort, not grades. It, you know, because there could be a kid who takes a calculus course and he makes a C, but he's going to tutoring and he's doing extra work. You can see that he's really trying. There are some brains that just don't do calculus. Uh, and so if you see your child really exerting effort, can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for them to be a genius. You can only ask for them to try. And so that's what we want to praise. And that's what we want to discipline. And again, this is like sports. A pro athlete is born. They're not created. You can't take an average kid with an average body uh, and an average um, talent set and create a pro athlete out of them. You just can't do it. Now, 
fathers by the bazillions try, but you just can't do it. It's sort of the same. If, you're, if your child is a doctor or an astrophysicist, uh, they're born a brain surgeon or an astrophysicist. Uh, you're not going to take just an average kid that wants to play Frisbee uh, and play with frogs and just make them an astrophysicist. There's got to be this natural penchant. You see it. You see it coming. Uh, and you encourage it and you challenge it and you help them along. But, but you know, those type kids, they're born. They're not made. Uh, and so we, we which kind of leads us down to letting the child set the pace. Uh, you can tell, and again, we're back to effort. If, if they're a really, really smart kid and you've seen them making A's with no effort at all, um, okay. I mean, then here we go. That's kind of what we expect of you. So let's go. Um, but we let the child set the pace and there are other kids. They're great kids and they try. You've probably seen this. You probably have one kid that's just like really, really smart and academics comes easy to them and others that it doesn't come easy to them. Um, and you got to be okay with either one of those and not try to force that BC student, uh, just by the force of your will to sort of be something they're not going to be. And with those BC students, I have never in 10 years had a parent sit in my office saying, yeah, my kid's a BC student. They all think their kid's an A student and that might be, but odds are it's not. (laughs) We overinflate. Uh, often our children and the deal ability. is is your child doesn't have to go to Harvard doesn't have to go to Smith doesn't have to go to Rice or SMU or the University of Texas or A&M they don't have to go there if you're stupid you can go to Texas Tech you knew that was coming of course you knew I was going to say That's that terrible I know and I don't mean it I mean it <laughs> but I don't mean it uh, but not anymore all my Red Raiders I kid because I love, but there, you know, you he can go no to, uh, you you're saying our alma mater, Howard Payne university. If I smelt in your palm, um, you know, you're, you're pretty much in, uh, you can go to ACC for a couple of years and do pretty well and then transfer into play and be, I mean, you and I could both list off people that by anyone's standards Absolutely. are crazy successful as far as money that they're generating. And they went to a small Baptist school and they, and this here we go. Yep. So in order for the, even if you want to use your own criteria, mom and dad, of good grades equal good schools, which means good job and good money, that can be done at other places other than UT and Stanford too. So letting the kid set the pace. Um, and then lastly, and this is just from a practical standpoint, I understand kind of being on top of your kids as they're learning how to take care of school responsibilities. So asking about the test, whether they study, let me go over your vocab words with you. But by the time we get through junior high, we need to hit a transition period out of that. If you have a junior in high school, that kid has to own his grades. If he is turning papers in, because if he doesn't, you're gonna discipline him in some insane way, wow. Uh, we're in we're in deep kimchi anyway. If he's a junior in high school, he needs to know who he is and where he's going. And if he doesn't want to do this, if he doesn't want to study and do well, okay, there are technical schools 
you know how much plumbers make? I mean, there are things that he can do other than college that could set him up to have a very, very, very nice life. Uh, We live in a really, really nice neighborhood and a great neighborhood. And our next door neighbor is a welder. Greatest guy in the world. But he makes insane money. He does offshore rigs and all this stuff. So let your child set the pace and back off, especially when they are getting mid to late high school. They've got to own their grades and let them have it and just let them have it. Uh, Because if they want to play World of Warcraft instead of going to school, okay. But that's going to bite them in the whoopsie. Uh, in the very not-too-distant future. All right, guys. So school is not that important. It's important, but not that Not that important at all. Not to have your child questioning his worth and value, not only in your eyes, but in society's eyes as well. Um, If this show resonates with you, if you want more information... It resonated with me. (laughs) It did. You mock me all the time. No, I don't. Because I don't use sarcasm. That's probably why I failed in second grade. Daddy issues. Um... Yeah, so if, 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 if this kind of hits home for you, we're starting a new thing um, this year where we've always had show notes, but we're going to have purposeful, we're going to have more steps. So if you go to paradoxpodcast.com, click on episodes, find this, this episode. If this topic is big for you, if you think that your family is struggling to make, and, and that we, y'all do make school too important, um, then we have three or four extra steps online that you can go to um, and check us out there. We're also not going to spend 45 seconds and annoyingly go over our social media contact info. Contact info. So that can be found at paradoxpodcast.com. You want to follow us? Which you'll well. want to do. Come on. You will want to follow me on tr- Trigger. Because I trigger up a storm. Oh, Lord, does Jimbo Twitter. Yeah. So he retweets and retweets and retweets. Like after Wazoo. <laughs> and you get all that info at uh, docspodcast.com. Paradoxpodcast.com. That, they're one and the same. I don't know if Jimbo's ever been to the site. I have not. Um, so uh, we appreciate you listening today. And we have another great episode and interview next week. Take care. See ya. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Uh, I think a big struggle that I see often is, uh, is being present. Um, you know, in, in this day and age where, you know, we're, we're so busy and, uh, and so much of our lives are, are, uh, are conducted online, social media, uh, the impact of that, I, I think I see that in, in the lives of families.